The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, afternoon, morning, evening, whatever evening. time you're Yeah, whatever yeah whenever time you're, you're watching, because yeah. a lot of people Listening. download, exactly. Okay. All right, so uh, welcome to the show, Live Healthy, Be Healthy. We're back. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we're going to entertain you and inform you in the next hour. Uh, we always start the first segment of our show off with something called In the News. And this was a fairly interesting week in the news. Yes. Uh, you know, we've talked about... Um, probiotics and so on for quite a bit. They did a neat study up at the uh, University of Minnesota, and they talked about what they, what they found was infant antibiotic use, which is going to kill off all your good bacteria, linked to adult diseases. Right. They're finding that when you take antibiotics as a kid, it affects mm. you when you're an adult. I mean, it can yeah. actually affect... They actually found that it actually increases your risk for infectious diseases for allergies, autoimmune disorders, and even obesity. Well, wait a minute. You're just going to make you fat, too? Yeah. If you, Holy Like mackerel. I said, if you actually take a lot of um, antibiotics as a kid. So think about that, uh, folks. If you've got a child that's, you know, say under 12 or 14, and you keep poking antibiotics. Well, they even talk about really young. They talk even uh, about infants in the study. Well, what was really interesting is they say that antibiotic prescriptions are the most prescribed drugs given to children. children right because every time they have something wrong i have even had people come in come in that mm. actually say oh i went to the you know doctor and they said my kid has a virus and they gave me an antibiotic and i said if they truly think you have a virus they should not be prescribing an antibiotic amen i mean if truly i mean if and they even made that comment you have a virus i'm going to give you an antibiotic there is no doubt and there's no question and there's no research anywhere that says that antibiotics help viruses. They know that. Well, we know that. That's we know fact. that. Yeah. And so they even say in the study, too, that even though it is the most common prescription given to children, mm-hmm. it's also many times, not always, one of the most unnecessary. Yeah, you know, because like, you know, a lot of kids do have viruses. I mean, come on, that's that's one of the big things. That, right. You know, now, if they have a severe bacterial infection, that's, that's a, different a different story. Different animal altogether. And when you do have a severe bacterial infection and you have to take an antibiotic, which can be life-saving, we're not mm-hmm. saying that, then you want to replace your probiotics. And they don't. Good bacteria, they also right. don't tell you that. And so if you do have a kid and they do have to take an antibiotic, then... You, you also want to replace their probiotics. Mm-hmm. And we see day after day after day, kids that their parents bring in, that the parents get tired of it. I mean, they're sick constantly. 
do something else. If your kid is constantly getting sick, antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic is not what they need. They need to do some stuff to build the immune system. They need to do things to actually make their immune system stronger so they don't get sick all the time. It kind of goes back to one of my favorite expressions. And I always ask people, do you understand the definition of insanity? Yes. And uh, insanity is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Right. Now, that's kind of insane. Because we see a lot of people that bring their kids in after it's been, they've been sick for nine months and have mm-hmm. taken eight, ten antibiotics. And it's kind of like, okay, you got to break that cycle somewhere. I mean, yeah. You can't just keep up this pattern. Yeah, you know, and, and like I say, when you think about the that being the most prescribed drug to children, that's pretty bad, really. Yeah, and think I mean, like I said, they might need it occasionally because when, when, you know, infants mm-hmm. have lower immune systems, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. If they go to daycare, they're going to get sicker more often. But, you know, they... A lot you of know, viruses. Exa- a lot of it is viruses. Mm-hmm. And if it is a virus, you want it just to run its course and maybe do some things to help them out, but you don't want to give them antibiotics every time they turn No, around. you want to support that immune system and keep them, you know, functioning. You know, we've talked about things in the past, like uh, probiotics, The actually, probiotics. Being very good for that. And we have things that even young children can take, like arabinogalactin and, and, and DMG, which right. is dimethylglycine. They're safe. I mean, they're mm-hmm. safe in day-old babies. They so are. they are things that you can actually be given very safely to a, even an infant. And you do it at very low doses, of course, but it can actually help with their immune systems. Yeah. One of the little findings, I guess, jewels, if you will, that came out of this, these researchers up there at the University of Minnesota demonstrated, and they actually demonstrated this, that, that an infant's age could be predicted within 1.3 months based on the maturity of their gut bacteria. Yeah. That's one of those OMG moments. Right. I mean, because the, the, they're born without... A lot of yeah, good we're, bacteria. We're born basically sterile right. until we start coming down that and vaginal tract. There's other out. research. I mean, there's actually even another one that came out this week that actually talks about C-section babies having way yes. less good mm-hmm. bacteria than vaginal births because actually coming through the the vaginal birth canal is actually the, when the baby is exposed to bacteria. That's the first introduction, and then that, and, and uh, when you start nursing and yeah. suckling, you know, that's the second one. Yeah, so, so that that all makes a difference, and so, you know, I mean, sometimes it's necessary to do a C-section, but if mm-hmm. it's not, it's better to have a vaginal birth. That's true, simply because that's the way it was uh, intended originally to be. intended to be, right. And that's they are um, exposed to the bacteria, they actually start growing their own bacteria that way, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, how the body was meant to start building their own immune system. Yeah. Okay, another little uh, thing that came out today, I want to ask uh, for a show of hands, how many sun lovers do we have out there? Probably a lot. Oh, yeah, quite a few hands went up on that one. Uh, well, and of course, it's this time of year. It's, you know, we're in the summer now. Um, you know, we had two days of spring here in Mississippi. Um, yeah. Both of them were fairly enjoyable, but now we're into summer. And uh, and something about sun, the, you know, sun and skin cancer, yeah, kind of goes hand in hand. Nice study that came out uh, today. Well, no, actually, it came out a, okay, days a few ago. days ago. A few days ago. All right. But it was about vitamin B3, which is niacin or its various related forms, niacinamide and right. so on and so forth. But niacin or the vitamin B3 in its various forms helped reduce skin cancer risk. Yeah, this this one actually even hit all the national news as we had yeah. already we had already read it and printed out the article and I saw it on a few of the big news stations. This you mean morning. ABC caught up with us? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. 
They actually had the it had it in the crawl this morning that you know vitamin B three can reduce the risk of skin cancer. You know we have to call George and them up there at ABC. Yeah. They could call us and we could tell them a lot of things. But know? even even and the good thing about this, you know, niacin. A lot of people have said, "Oh, I've taken niacin. That's kind of hard to take." And it can be. There's no doubt niacin <laughs> can flush you. Right. In this study, they specifically used like niacinamide, yeah. which niacinamide does not have a flush. Right. It does. It does not work as well on cholesterol as no. regular niacin, which is what flushes you. But for skin cancer, it does. Yeah. So even the niacinamide, which we do have, it is very inexpensive, and actually is a very good preventative yeah. for skin cancer. They did. Now this this study was done down in, in uh, the land down under in Australia, and they have quite a bit of sun down there too. And uh, they actually said that they're one of the. Bigger one of the countries on skin cancer. Well, if, if you think about it, yeah, because I mean, they do have quite a bit of sun. But they, they showed that, that patients who took vitamin B3 twice a day, because it doesn't last a long time in your bloodstream. But So if you took it twice a day, morning and evening, they cut their chances of developing new skin cancers by 23%. I'll, yeah. take, I'll take those odds. Yeah, because actually yeah. they even say in here that I, um, one out of every five Americans will develop skin cancer in their lifetime. Uh, I've been there. Yeah. I've had a little squamous cell. Uh, um, so, I mean, uh, like I said, it's definitely a good preventative, and it's inexpensive, and it's, you know, something that's very easy to get. You know, it's kind of interesting in how they looked at this, and they said, okay, how does this stuff work? And they found that B3 uh, gives the, the skin cells a little bit of an energy boost through the mitochondria and so on, and they say it actually turns back on the immune system. Yeah. Huh, cool. Uh, it, it definitely was a very good study. Yeah. It really was a really good study, and, and that's uh, and it's something that's like I say, it's inexpensive, easy to take, and if you're a sun lover and live in a like sunny place, like I said, place, so you can either do niacin or you can do niacinamide or nicotinic acid. You or know, nicotinic there's quite, acid, there or there's, there's a few different yeah. different ways forms you can do it in, but any yeah. any form of the vitamin B three. But I do think it's easier on people that don't need the cholesterol lowering to actually. Do the niacinamide. Yeah, because it, it, it's definitely not going to flush in. Nicotinic acid will. Yes, because even our niacin SR, which, which is, is sustained release, acid, right? it's mm-hmm. sustained release, so it's mm-hmm. not supposed to flush mm-hmm. as much. It doesn't as much. But it will. Um, and it works great on the cholesterol and lipids, but it does still sometimes release and make you flush. Yeah. To where the niacinamide, we never have anybody complain about flushing with niacinamide. No, pretty much never. No. Never have had. But no. now, like I say, the nicotinic acids and so on, Yes, they can in certain situations. You know, they can do a little flushing and so on. But you know, it's not that bad. But but the, like I say, niacinamide, you're you're home free. Now another little jewel came out, and we've talked about this. We've I'm talked almost, about this a lot. I'm almost people are probably tired of listening to it. It's about omega threes and how the intervention for childhood behavioral disorders. Right, and, and we've talked about that so many times. But guys up at, and gals up there at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, did another study, and they found that this stuff actually worked. Right, and they even say it reduces antisocial and aggressive behavior in children. And when they, they even did EEGs and brain function to see how it changes the brain. Mm-hmm. But we've known for a long time. Now, I do tell people omega threes and the fish oil specific because EPA and DHA is what actually works in it. So that's what the flax oils on. and stuff. I do not think are no. are very good at doing the same thing while we're talking about that now for those of you who think or have been told by their best buddy that down to jim that flax oil does the same thing got everything it got three six and nine okay let's talk about the three part of that 
When you look at the, at the omega-3 that's, that's in flax oil, it's a base omega-3. It's not and does not contain any EPA or DHA. Your liver has to do that conversion. And the enzymatic uh, process that goes on there can take up, in some individuals, as much as six to seven weeks. Right. And that is if everything's working properly. That's right. You take a, a kid or an adult that already has problems possibly they're not converting things properly in the first place. Mm, so I always say you want to make sure you can get the active ingredients. So EPA and DHA, which you can get from fish oil or you can get it from krill oil. Krill yeah, oil does oil. actually yeah. have the EPA and DHA. But on all the studies, they always mention EPA and DHA being the active ingredients. Because that's the, you know, when you look at your brain, uh, the DHA, the docosafexanoic acid, it's a, that's actually part of the uh, you know, fish oils and so on. That DHA makes up 25% of your brain. Yes, and they if also, if you got enough you know, this research specifically talks about how it regulates the neurotransmitters. Right. And if you can start helping regulate neurotransmitters, you can help a lot of things. Now, I do tell every parent that comes in that it's not an instant. When you actually supplement with any of the EPA and DHA or omega-3s, it's not going to be tomorrow. You're not going to no, see a difference. It's going to take a little time. It's going to take one. a few, yeah. maybe even a few months. So right. I do say that one is actually slow, but you get great benefits from it. Okay, we're coming up on a break, and uh, we'll be right back. We're going to be talking about uh, some interesting stuff tonight. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks. Uh, Tonight we're talking about gut issues, and that can include everything from inflammatory bowel disease, uh, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, celiac disease, disease, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, which is actually one of the most common. That's probably the most common one. It really is. And we'll even talk some about constipation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All that. That is actually probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we'll talk about Maybe we should talk about that first because actually having constipation causes a vast array of other problems. Um, For one, you don't eliminate properly. Right. You know, we've always said, and on other shows that we've talked about intestinal health and Mm -hmm. digestive issues and things like that, we we always talk about health starts at the digestive tract. Mm-hmm. Well, 70% of your immune system's there. Right. And we, we, you know, we talk about probiotics week after week. Almost any condition that we talk about, mm-hmm. we always somehow bring up probiotics and how important it is because mm-hmm. the gut health is linked back to other parts of the body. Uh, everything so, really. health starts in the gut. Really. If you're not eliminating properly, that right there sets up a, a really big problem. Well, if you think about that, when you're not eliminating the waste properly, what's happening? You're accumulating the waste. Exactly, and building up toxins. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubt, there's been study after study after study that actually shows there's increased risk of all kinds of cancers, not just colon cancer, Mm -hmm. but breast cancer and all all different other cancers when you don't go to the bathroom regularly. Now, we've had people, of course, for years come in, hadn't been in the bathroom in two weeks, and their doctor says, oh, well, that's just normal for you. That is not normal for anybody. (laughs) No, I'd have to say that's not normal for anything I mean, or not any person. At, at, for anyone. No. I mean, everyone needs to be going at least daily. At least daily, if not multiple. If, if, if not more than once, mm-hmm. exactly. But, you know, you do want to. So, you know, that constipation is actually a big problem. It really and is. And there's a lot of things, and some of these other conditions we'll talk about can actually talk, you know, deal with it too. And a lot of things, overgrowth of yeast in the bowels is probably one of the things that we see a lot of people have that actually have constipation. Now, it can be thyroid problems. It can be, you know, there's so many different things that can actually cause constipation. So low we all stomach like, acid's a biggie, Yeah, too. low stomach acid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's taking acid reducers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's another one of the most prescribed drugs that there is, um, acid reducers. And if you don't have enough stomach acid, it will cause constipation. And so that's a big thing. I mean, we always look and we, a lot of times we'll use betaine hydrochloride. We'll use stomach acid for constipation. That's one of the first things that I actually had somebody come in today that that's one of her chronic problems. And I gave her a sample of betaine hydrochloride. Right. And we'll do, let's try that first. And probiotics. Right. I mean, you always want to, you know, restore the good bacteria, which we talk about over and over. Mm -hmm. You want to also restore stomach acid. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you have enough to digest your food and actually keep the bowels moving. And then, you know, if someone still has a problem, simple magnesium. Now, we oh, always yeah. try to fix underlying problems first. And, of course, if you have a thyroid problem, you fix that. And so underlying problems, you can't get into every one of them right now because it wouldn't be a show on intestinal health. Right. Um, but we always, of course, we always say do the lab work, find out if there's any other underlying problems. 
Yeah. Well, you know, when you start dealing with functional medicine, you have to find out how the body's functioning. Exactly. And that's the way you do that is various testing. But we don't use a lot of just laxatives. No. I mean, a lot of people just throw laxatives at it. Laxatives aren't the answer. Now, if somebody has been constipated for two weeks and hadn't went, we will use one. Yes, we will. But that is not your first line. You want to restore function to the gut is what you want to do. Right. I mean, that's the number one thing. And so you help digestion. You actually help probiotics. Mm -hmm. You make sure you have all that you need. You make sure you drink plenty of water. You know, water is a huge thing. It is. It really is. And, And we find so many people that we deal with that don't drink enough water. Right. If you think about it, dehydration and the bowels being dehydrated makes hard stool. Mm-hmm. If it's harder, it's hard to go. Right. So water is a simple thing that I always ask people that are constipated, do you have enough, are you drinking enough water? You know, and, 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 and let me, let, let, let's qualify this water thing because I had a gentleman just the other See, day. I drink plenty of water. I drink oh, yeah. two glasses a day. <laughs> That's about <laughs> what he was telling me. He drinks two of these and he had a bottle of water with him. It's, I think, was, it was a small one, like 12 ounces or something like that. He said, I drink two or three of these a day. I said, okay, when you get up to about six or eight of those, you'd be right. Oh, that's way too much water. I can't do that. I'd be peeing all the time. Hey, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Okay? And actually, it's healthier to at least to you know do that and yeah. you get all the water that you need. But dehydration does make constipation worse. So we did want to mention that just to start the show because mm-hmm. if you're not eliminating, you know, everything else kind of doesn't work. Right. You know, th- this, uh, this bowel thing that we have, which is really kind of interesting – uh, when you think about how it functions, if you think about what's in your gut, is really outside of your body. It's not in your body. Right. It's it keeping to, it because if it leaks in your body, I promise you're going to get sick. And that's when we call into the leaky gut syndrome. And you know, for years and years and years, yeah. the leaky gut syndrome was poo-pooed by mainstream medicine. Now, even those guys have had to come back and say, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the research is kind of there that, yeah, it, it looks like, it, yeah, there's... Gut permeability, we'll call it that, leaky gut. Okay? Right. Leaky gut syndrome has been around for a long time in functional and alternative medicine for years, and it's a very real problem. One of the reasons it's so real is if something that's not digested properly, a protein, say, for instance, actually gets through that gut where it's not holding it outside your body, and it gets in your body, your immune system looks down and says, you know, that's foreign. We got to do something about we gotta that. We got to attack it. We got to I mean, attack it. Yeah. So a lot of times, there's no doubt. And you know, you've probably heard of people that's had surgeries and different things in the past where they've nicked their intestines. Oh, yeah. You actually open a hole to the inside of the body. You're talking about sepsis. Yes. And so it can it can kill you very quickly, because the actually. compounds that's in the di- in the intestines mm-hmm. you don't want in your body. Right. And that's why it's so important to eliminate them because I mean, that's really the whole is. point is the body elimination. And if you even have some of the slow gut motility, there's even things like devil's claw that you can do for that. Oh, there's a lot. Now of we always try that. first to fix the underlying problems. Right. That's always our approach: is try to get to the root of the cause. If not, then you can use treatments that you know actually help, mm-hmm. like something like devil's claw. But like I said, always help digestion, put back in the probiotics. You know, get the you know do enough hydration. So do everything, and enough fiber. You know, fiber is a big one too. Fiber is really big. You know, and and you know, our suggestion is always, I mean, you can take fiber, but our first suggestion is if we clean up your diet and eat a real food diet and eat a real food diet, which is a lots and lots and lots of real 
food, that means vegetables, vegetables and nuts and seeds, things like that, you're going to get a lot of fiber. You're going to get more than you would from packaged processed food. I promise you that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Now let's move on and talk some about some of the different problems that you can have in the intestines, like, you know, different inflammatory bowel like disorders. Crohn's. Crohn's disease. And by probably everybody out there knows somebody or has come in contact, works with somebody or something that has Crohn's. Right. It's that prevalent. It really and, is. And Crohn's is getting more prevalent. I think, I mean, it's only like one in a hundred people, but that's still a lot because you probably know a lot more than a hundred people. I was going to say, Zig Ziglar used to say everybody knows 250 people. Yeah. yeah. So you probably do know people with Crohn's disease. <laughs> that's right. And if you're one of those ones, it don't matter how many people have it if you do because right. it's still a problem. Yeah. And there's no doubt that with Crohn's, it is your own body attacking the intestines. So it's an autoimmune type approach, which means your immune system's attacking your body. Yes. That's not good. No. And and a lot of the medications used for it actually have so many side effects. Horrible. And we, I mean, actually intestinal problems and bowel problems are one of the things we see a lot because they're not helped a lot. No, and you know, and even when they start doing things, uh, for instance, like some of the PPIs and so on, you know, you know, the purple pills and et cetera, one of the start, one of the situations that we start seeing long term from that is, yes, it'll stop the stomach acid, and yes, it might help some of the symptoms some of the time, but what it does long term, it sets you up for osteoporosis, it sets you up for uh, anemias, it sets you up for all sorts of vitamin deficiencies. Not a good right. thing. And like in the Crohn's, they use a lot of steroids. Lots of And, steroids. you know, there's no doubt steroids helps the symptom at the time. Mm-hmm. But it sets up a whole other set of problems. Talk about having bone loss. I mean, you take steroids mm. long term. Yeah. You're going to actually, another thing that it does, steroids does long term to the intestines, is it actually weakens the walls of the intestines. Well, you know, that's an immunosuppressant, actually. Yes. And when you start talking about suppressing the immune system, and 70% of it's in your gut, Okay, you just suppressed a lot of stuff going on that needs to be going yeah. on. And like with Crohn's, there's a lot of research that show that the omega-3s, the vitamin D, the probiotics actually can modulate the immune cell function mm-hmm. without causing the body not to be able to fight infection. I had a gentleman in today, and he had been off of those things. He has some gut issues, and we're trying to determine what that is. And he had been off the omega-3s for a while to test some of the fatty acid metabolism and so on in the gut. And he was complaining about how bad his gut felt being off the omega threes. Oh yeah, people yeah. think of people, I guess, think of omega threes of more heart. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, just because of yeah. advertisement. A, well, and I was going to say that's that, you know, probably just more right. of you know. But honestly, they're anti-inflammatories. They, they help are. inflammation everywhere, including mm-hmm. the intestines. And mm-hmm. it's so important to get the omega threes in the intestinal tract. They certainly are. I mean, because they're an anti-inflammatory. If you take somebody that can't digest real well, it's possible that omega-3s will make them feel nauseous because they can't digest it properly. That is when we use something like krill because it is a little bit, it's a smaller particle, so it's a little bit easier to digest. We'll do that, but at the same time, we're going to work on fixing that digestion. Oh, yeah, you want to fix it to where you can actually absorb that. Yeah. That's something, you know, when you start looking at at Crohn's, and, and like I say, it's probably one of the most common and one of the more common, so to speak, and... It's one that uh, 
can cause such problems. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is with Crohn's, I mean, yeah. a lot of the ones over the years we've seen, I mean, they start having the bleeding. They, they can get, get severely anemic. Yeah, they can. And they but, can even I mean, have skin conditions. They, from, yeah, they know, can the, actually lose lots of blood. Right. So, And, I mean, they, the common things that go along is iron deficiency, the B12 mm-hmm. deficiency, the folic acid deficiencies. So there's a lot of deficiencies that you can actually get from having the Crohn's as well, not just the pain and the diarrhea. A lot of di- you can have it with with or without diarrhea. You don't necessarily have to have diarrhea, but a lot of people with Crohn's do. No, a lot of people with Crohn's do, and you know that's one of those things that if they if they're bothered with that, you know, that it can really be a, a situation where they, you know, a lot of them have. To, I mean, it's so bad and so debilitating that a lot of these folks cannot function. They can't leave their house they, a lot of they times. They can't leave their house, right? Right. And yeah. I mean, so it, it really can get debilitating. And over the years, we've had really good results with nutritional support in Crohn's disease. No, yeah, sure have. Okay, we're coming up on another break here, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about some other stuff like ulcerative colitis. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. 
Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're talking about gut issues. And we just, you know, in our first segment, we talked about the uh, uh, Crohn's disease. And it, typically, Crohn's disease happens in the small intestine, typically. Can get in other places, though, in, this, in large intestine. And, you know, something that we haven't talked about, Janine, and I think it's it, we're seeing so much of it. It's about the celiac. Right. And because celiac many, is huge. Many of the Crohn's patients, if somebody says they have Crohn's, I always tell them they need to be tested for gotta celiac. you got to check them for that. Yeah. you got to test for celiac disease. That's true. Because celiac disease, the gluten, is actually sets up an autoimmune response. It does, yeah. And so you're talking about Crohn's and even the ulcerative colitis, which ulcerative colitis is very similar in some of the symptoms, except, you, you know, you tend to, it, it is inflammation in the colon and you tend to actually have more ulcers and things like that. Yeah, and, they, you know, and we're, we started this segment, we're going to talk about, you know, the ulcerative colitis and so on. And, you know, the thing about ulcerative colitis, uh, you know, if you know anybody's got that, you know, they typically have, that's the large intestine, the colon, <clears throat> and they have, usually quite a few episodes of bloody diarrhea. They have abdominal cramping. They can even have fever because this thing is setting up an inflammation that can take up the whole body. And with ulcerative colitis, they've specifically linked some of the problems to sulfur-containing, you know, foods. Yes, they have. And so, you know, with just your dairy and even eggs. And so people that actually have ulcerative colitis, you know, need to change their diet also. Now, we always recommend people with gut problems in general probably to eliminate grains and eliminate dairy. At least do an elimination diet to see if that actually is part of the problem. Um, If you're talking about, we talked about celiac disease just a minute ago, actually being one of the problems and one of the causes Mm -hmm. of possible Crohn's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, eliminating gluten. You know, that's actually helps. And even if you're not celiac, you don't have to have celiac disease to actually have gluten irritate your intestines. Yeah. Gluten. Yeah. You can get into something called gluten sensitivity. Right. And, you know, okay. So you don't have, you know, the full blown uh, celiac celiac. disease. All right. But if you've got a sensitivity, in other words, meaning this gluten is irritating to you, then that's not going to be good for you. It's going to cause all kinds of issues. It is. And, I mean, there's so many things that you have to look at, you know, with food. Um, because everybody's food allergies and sensitivities are different. Totally different. And yeah. that's one reason why, whether you're talking about Crohn's or whether you're talking about ulcerative colitis or even IBS, mm-hmm. which we'll be talking about, too. A lot of IBS is actually food sensitivities. Yeah, and that's one of the, one of the first things that we want to do um, when you start talking about these inflammatory bowel diseases of various kinds, whether it's Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or IBS or whatever, one of the things you, well, the first things you want to do really is to, you know, do a food sensitivity test. Yeah. You know, we use the all-cat test and because it's so in, involved, I mean, it tells you everything. It'll actually go into, and there's different levels of the all-cat testing. You can actually get on their site, allcat.com, and you know, see there are different levels of testing, but you, they can even do the food additives and they even do some of the food chemicals that are right. used on food. And so sometimes, I mean, we actually had a guy that come in and it was the glyphosate that actually yeah. he was allergic to, which is sprayed on, on, all, on <clears throat> especially grains. Yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was a real unusual case. Um, poor guy had been through, you know, he'd been to hell and back really with that thing. And he was military, so... You know, they were doing minimal stuff. You know, they'd scope, you know, you're okay. You know, don't worry about it. Everything looks okay. <clears throat> but he kept having problems. And like I say, when we did that food sensitivity, and his high reaction was from glyphosate. 
And of course, he looked at me kind of funny and said, what's that? Yeah. And like <laughs> I said, no I mean, food allergy testing is a little bit more expensive. So, I mean, I always say if you can't afford that, then just do some elimination. You know, mm-hmm. eliminate the grains and the dairy. Right that's off. A, that's the first two right things off. to start Eliminate with. Eliminate it uh, completely. Right. And then see how you do. Now, if you still can't figure it out, because sometimes you can't. Sometimes mm-hmm. the food sensitivities are not in those food groups. So you, you do have to get a little bit more in-depth than mm-hmm. do the testing. Now, there's also some stool testing that we do that, you know, if somebody's also having terrible problems and you can't figure it out, mm-hmm. it actually checks your omega-6 to omega-3 ratios in mm-hmm. the stool. Which it is actually big. checks for... You know, what is your beneficial bacteria in the stool? Right. What is your bad bacteria? Do you have yeast overgrowth? Do you mm-hmm. have, there's so many different things that you can tell by looking at the stool. Are you producing the butyrates, which right. are very protective and very uh, beneficial? Exactly. Right. So there are so much testing that we can do. And right mm-hmm. now, I don't even think we have those on our site. But if you give us a call, we can do any of that testing. Oh, All sure. you got to do is call us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do suggest there's no reason to live with chronic problems like that. No, there's really not, you know, and, and especially, you know, if you're not careful and you got some of these problems and you let it go, it could develop into something like this ulcerative colitis. And that's not a, that's you not do, a you good can. thing. I mean, the thing is, is when that immune system sees all this foreign material and all these bacteria that shouldn't be there and mm-hmm. it tries to attack it and it attacks you instead, then you start having other problems. And like I said, so normalizing the immune system is one thing that we actually suggest and, you know, you can, you know, probiotics, no doubt. And there is even a specific probiotic that we use in a lot of bowel problems. And we specifically even use it for C. diff, which is a back, uh, an overgrowth that used to only be seen in the hospital setting, but we're no, seeing I it in see the it general population now. Yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And it's called Saccharomyelitis boulardii. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's basically a beneficial yeast. Right. It's not necessarily a bacteria. But it really works well yeah, normally, for actually helping with diarrhea and yeah, some of the other problems. Typically, you know, we talk about the, the lactobacilli and the bifidobacteria, which are the two most common <coughs> strains that are seen in the gut. Now, there's thousands of them, each one. You know, and, and the lactobacilli, you know, they just produce lactic acid. That's where they get their name. Uh, and there's tons of them. And there, most of them are beneficial. And so, so goes for the beneficial bacteria, the bifidobacteria group. Uh, very beneficial to us. And, you know, anytime you get a, what we call a dysbiosis, which means you, you're these biotic forms, these, you know, bacteria, this, uh, everything is going on. You know, when you think about it, there's like 100 trillion cells in your gut. Uh, and when that gets out of balance, you got a lot of really weird stuff going on. And it can cause some weird symptoms like this uh, ulcerative colitis. Like we all, you know, like we said before, you know, health starts the digestive tract. I mean, no yeah. matter what you have wrong with you, you have to make sure the digestive tract is healthy first. Mm-hmm. And you know, they they've done quite a bit of research on um, elimination diets, for instance. You mentioned that one, Janine, and they they show that um, actually people with Crohn's and ulcerative colitis showed something like a thirty one percent increase or. Increase of sim- decrease of symptoms, right. increase of health, decrease of symptoms, just by an elimination diet. Right. I mean, that's something simple. If somebody says, well, I can't yeah. afford the testing, I always say, okay, well, let's just start eliminating things and see. Mm-hmm. And if, if anyone ever says, and we hear this a lot, well, when I eat this, my stomach kills me. Well, then okay. don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> now, that is always our response to that one because a lot of people know what foods really hurt them, and they still eat them. And on that... Itting real smart. You have to start eliminating the stuff that you know for sure. If you know a food every time bothers you, don't eat it. 
Exactly. And like I said, sometimes it's hard to tell what foods do it when it's actually a food that you eat so often and in with other things like gluten and wheat. It's in so many different things. Yeah. And when you when you look at, you know, in a couple of weeks down the road from now, I think it's June 9th, we're going to have uh, Dr. Stephanie Senna from uh, up at MIT with us and talking about the GMOs. And, and the how housing. they're affecting the intestinal oh. health and gut microbiome. And I promise you that is a show. This lady is outspoken, to say the least. Bless her heart. She is probably one of the most outspoken people you'll ever get a hold of. You, know, you do not want to argue with her. Uh, she's a full professor there at MIT. Sharp lady. And she's going to be talking about, we're going to have a whole hour with her, talking about these uh, GMOs. And what are GMOs in? Anything that's packaged and processed. Right. You're getting GMOs. I promise you. Unless you're going to the grocery store, take a right, go around the exterior of the grocery store, around and the outside And even aisles, then, you get you, some. you got to be careful. Honestly, the GMOs can even be, you know, your vegetables. You know, a corn. Corn which is, is almost a, always Which GMO. is not a vegetable. It's a grain. It's but, a grain, but uh, it's in the vegetable section. It's in the, they put it in the veggie section. And when you pick up an ear of corn and, and it doesn't have a worm at the end of it, you can almost, you know, like it to tassel in. If it doesn't have a worm in there, I guarantee you it's what they call BT corn, which means they actually genetically modified it and put in an, an organism called Bacillus thuringiensis. And that BT, or Bacillus thuringiensis, actually kills the worms. Right. And it might just do some damage so to you, So what's it doing too. to you? I right. mean, that's not good to eat stuff like that. They've so actually shown that it can actually, that BT corn, can actually disrupt the, the good bacteria in your gut. A lot of things disrupt the good bacteria in the gut, sure but they've, they've definitely found GMO foods to do it. So mm-hmm. we're definitely going to be talking about that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, now, we sure are. Some other things like we were talking about, you know, vitamin D levels. Ooh, it is such huge. a powerful immunomodulator. It is. And I always tell people, if your vitamin D is low, it's hard for the immune system to function properly. And a lot of these intestinal problems is your own immune system, whether it be an allergy to a food or whether it be an autoimmune disease. It's so important. And D testing is inexpensive. So there's no reason no. not to know what your vitamin D levels are. And they, it's even recommended in research to be between 50 and 80 if you actually have one of these intestinal problems. That's what we call the Goldilocks yeah, ex- yeah. You don't want it. The range in the labs normally run from 30 to 100. Mm-hmm. But you want it more between about 50 and 80 for Optimal. optimal, right? And yeah. you know, antioxidants are important. Oh, they're you know, huge. And and the natural anti-inflammatories. Um, there's no doubt the natural anti-inflammatories, like for one, curcumin. We talk about that one a We've lot. We've talked about that one quite a bit, you know. Uh-huh. And it definitely helps with the inflammation. And boswellia. Yeah, boswellia, mm-hmm. which some people frankincense is boswellia. Right, but now there's a specific compound called the AKBA. Right. That's what you want. If you're buying uh, Boswellia, you want to make sure that it's got the AKBA content in it. That's the good stuff. Okay. And even like I said, your you know selenium is important. And oh yeah, you know there's you know one thing. Now we actually have melatonin. I mean that's one that you Huge. just don't think about, and they <laughs> for the digestive tract, and no. they actually find that there are far greater quantities in the gut than there is in the brain. Yeah, and and people think of it just as a brain thing because it comes from the pineal gland of the brain and, and kind of regulates night, uh, night and day sleep cycles and all that stuff. But and something else about uh, about the glyphosate, our old buddy Roundup, it actually interferes and destroys melatonin. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, I so said there's so many things that disrupt things, yeah. and that's why you want to go to the purest diet you can be at. Um, 
I think we're coming up on a, another segment right now, yeah, or another break. break. Yeah, and when we get back, uh, we'll talk about some other things, uh, nutrients and so on for you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks. We're talking about the various uh, gut problems and gut issues. And we've talked about irritable bowel disorder. We've talked about, uh, oh, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. IBS, which is kind of a simple thing. A lot of, well, 10% of the population's got it. It yeah. must be pretty simple, right? Uh, that's something that's pretty It can be common. triggered by so many things. I mean, that's stress. one that we did talk about. Yeah, stress yes. is a big trigger on IBS. Yeah. No no doubt. Now, um, food allergies. We've talked about food sensitivities, food right. allergies. That triggers it. That can be an array of things that actually do it. And what's funny is I, what I find is when people go to the GI doctors mm-hmm. and they don't know what else it is. It's IBS. It's IBS. Mm-hmm. So no matter what... What you might have, if you don't have Crohn's, you probably got IBS. I mean, that's just what they 
Tell everybody. If you don't have one of the other highly distinguishable things, things then you have IBS. Then it's just irritable yeah. bowel syndrome. Yeah, and that just means your bowel is irritable. That don't really tell you a lot. Actually, I think probably more than 10% of the population has got that. Probably. Because when and you think you throw into constipation issues, with that's just the one bowel. probably diagnosed with it. Oh, um, yeah, because, I mean, that's with, and the people that get gas and bloating and all that after Ugh. they eat. And that yeah. is actually a really common thing. It is. Now, even some of the gas and bloating can actually be undigested carbohydrates. There's actually an interesting thing called FODMAP, F-O-D-M-A-P. <laughs> yeah, hang on to this one. It's called fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. FODMAP. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they come up with a really good one there. But it's all about, like you said, Janine, it's about those undigested uh, carbohydrates. Yeah, and undigested carbohydrates that you don't digest properly can actually stimulate the growth of other pathogenic microbes in the intestines. Yeah, and we're talking about things like wheat and rye and onions and garlic and artichokes and legumes and milk and fruit. A lot of things. It's not honey, just, yeah. apple. Uh, just name a food. Just about. I That's mean, why digestive enzymes are so important. You know, that, you've got to be able to break down. You know, we always say, actually, when you come to digestive health, you know, some of the steps. For one, you know, eliminate the foods you know you don't right. need. Eliminate that. We know that. Pretty simple. Um, but you have to digest your food. Mm-hmm. So you need digestive enzymes. Right. You need to make sure your probiotics are proper mm-hmm. and actually get enough probiotics. And in most of these intestinal problems, when you start looking at probiotics, they actually, most research suggests at least 50 billion colony forming units. Yeah, uh, you know, of different um, probiotics, of different ones, you know, and and we use multi-strain, which means they have anywhere from eight to fourteen different strains. Yeah, we of have bacteria. different different ones depending on the person and depending on their actual it, problem. What the problem is, but you know, like you said, to recap the things, I don't care what kind of bowel problem you have, nobody is going to go wrong by eliminating foods that cause you problems. Right, absolutely nobody. Nobody is going to go wrong. By adding good bacteria. Or digestive enzymes. And digestive enzymes. I mean, those are, the, those are the things that we start out with. I don't care what you call it, what you name it, whatever kind of code they've yep. got on it, IBD, IBS, whatever. doesn't matter. That's the simple things that you can do. I don't care if you're in Bismarck, South Dakota, or right. North Dakota, which is Bismarck. Well, <laughs> I'm not good with geography. geography there. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, if you're there, uh, you know that if you're there, I don't care where you are, you can have an issue and that's just some of the simple things that you can start out with. Let's do some elimination diet. Let's do some good probiotics. And we talk Digestive about, enzymes. And we talk about lots of probiotics now. We're talking about 50. We've got probiotics all the way up to 200 billion colony-forming units per capsule. Right. We, we do mostly probably the 50 billion. 20 to 50. Mm-hmm. And now another, and another thing is you've got to heal the lining of the intestines. If you have had one of these problems and you do yep. have any permeability in the gut, and you do have some of these issues going on, you have to heal the lining. And so, What's you know, the best thing for that? Actually, one of the best things is glutamine. Oh, that's right. Our I old mean, actually, glutamine. it's oh. an essential, it's the most abundant amino acid in your body anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, we put a formula together years ago, and it has made, I mean, we have changed some people's lives that had irritable bowel and Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. I was going to say, but, we, we've had a few people write us letters about that. I mean, life-changing mm-hmm. with this product, because it actually has your glutamine. It actually does have your DGL, which is deglycerized liquid. Mm-hmm. It has your aloe that actually helps heal. Mm-hmm. It has a type of a zinc called zinc carnosine, and zinc right. is real important. 
support in the immune system, but the, specifically the, that zinc carnosine helps heal with ulcers. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely heals the So aligning. if you got that ulcerative colitis exactly. or something like that. And then it has you your slippery elm, your marshmallow root. I mean, it's, it's got all the stuff you need for the healing of the lining of the intestines in one product. Right. That slippery elm and so on that you talked, alluded to there, what that does is it increases the mucus production in the gut. Mucus is a good thing in the gut. Yeah, in the gut, it actually helps protect the lining. It actually it's a protective lining, is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, so we've actually, and it's a powder because in pill form, a a dosage is like eleven grams. So if you did that in pill form, it would be twenty something pills. Oh yeah. So you take one big scoop, you mix it with a little bit of water on an empty stomach, and we actually made it taste pretty good. And it does. It has a berry flavor to it, so it's not bad at all. No. I mean, even kids have no problem actually taking the GI essentials. No. So the GI essentials, so pretty much the probiotics, the digestive enzymes, and GI essentials play a huge role in some of these problems. Now, and there's other things like, you know, we mentioned melatonin. We mentioned another thing we didn't mention, but DHEA. They've yeah. actually found people with low DHEA tend to have more would, inflammatory processes right. in general. And they don't heal properly. Right. One of the issues with low DHEA is they don't heal properly. That's a biggie. If you got anything going wrong with you, if you don't heal properly... It's not good for you. You know, and even things like homocysteine levels being high actually make inflammatory bowel disease worse. Right. So have your homocysteine checked. And, you know, we know to lower homocysteine, the B12, the activated folic acid, the 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate, mm-hmm. all that plays roles. So there's so many different things you can do. And everybody's individual, which is why we do a lot of lab work. Mm-hmm. And again, you can also do some of the inflammatory markers like the C-reactive protein. You can do sed rate. You can mm-hmm. do vitamin D, DHEA. Definitely intestinal problems, you want to check their B12 and their ferritin and make sure they're not anemic because of some of the problems they're having. And yeah. we talked about the stool test that you can actually do to get real specific into your omega-3, omega-6 ratios, your bacteria ratios. All cat testing, which is for you know food, food allergies and so on. Right? Yeah. There's so many things you can do. Yeah, you know, and, and that food allergy testing we're talking about. You know, the, there's a difference between IgE and IgG testing, and the IgE is an immediate thing. If you, you know, for instance, a, a person with an IgE reaction, if they eat, say, if they got a, a peanut allergy, they eat a peanut or anything's got peanut in it, immediately their throat swells, they close, they're ready to go to, yeah. you know, they're they're for the headed for the ER. Uh, that's they need an, an EpiPen. They need an EpiPen close by. Now, that's an IgE reaction. The IgG reaction is a long term. It's usually anywhere from three hours to three days. That's more than ones you can't tell is yeah, easy. It's, and it's kind of hard Now, to when you go yeah. to your doctor or your allergist, and they usually do Ig um, allergy testing, and you mm-hmm. say, well, I've had food allergy testing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, and I can say the majority because the only thing that insurances pay for is the IgE reaction. True. Now, they still consider... Food sensitivities and food allergies that are IgG to be experimental. So insurance companies don't pay for that. Um, so you got to take care of your own health. you got to take care of your own health. And it's very important because just because it don't make your throat swell shut, if it inflames your bowels and keeps them that way, you still need to know what it is. No so kidding. just to let you know, if you've had food allergy testing that was covered, it's probably IgE. Most likely. Yeah, yeah. most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any testing that's been done and you want us to look at it, all you got to do is fax it to us, call us, email it to us. We'll be happy to look at it for you at no cost. Yeah, and, and we get that every day. I mean, we get po- folks that uh, fax things to us. That, that fax number is 228-897-9092. And or email it to us at uh, jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something that we do. We don't charge for it. We'll give you our opinion. 
you know, and, and we'll maybe, maybe we can help you get something straightened out. All right, we're coming up on the end of this show, and uh, we're coming up next week. We're going to be talking about arthritis. Yeah, another really big Ooh, problem in the United States. Certainly is. So, um, you know, hopefully you enjoyed it tonight, and uh, we'll see you back next week when we talk about arthritis and all those problems. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.